0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Boston Sports Syndicate Red Sox podcast to be named later. This is the Syndicate's podcast dedicated solely to the Boston Red Sox. I'm Bill Travers. Thank you for joining us. Joining me once again, my two cohorts, Uh, if you follow the Syndicate's webpage, and if you don't, shame on you, you should be, because there's great content on there, Uh, you'll know my first co-host. He is. He writes Celtics, Bruins, mostly Red Sox and Patriots, but uh, he might even throw in the occasional XFL article if that was still a thing. Mm-hmm. He is the great blogino himself, Chris Hendrick.
1: Chris, how you doing? Good. How you guys doing tonight?
0: Not too bad. Beautiful weekend. Can't complain. It's nice weather out there finally. And of course, uh, the other co-host uh, on this podcast. You all know him as the cinder taker matt derosha matt how's it going
2: what's going on everybody i'm doing pretty good like you said it was a great weekend and you know quarantine's been going on for like what like over a month now and this weekend was the first weekend that i was like a prisoner at the at, at the jail cell just trying to get out
0: yeah it certainly was for those who don't know we're recording this on sunday night uh and we had a beautiful weekend here in new england uh Weather close to the 70s, both days. Mm Mm-hmm. Beautiful. All right, guys, but we're here to talk about the Red Sox and Major League Baseball. Uh, Had things been normal, the Red Sox uh, would have played, by my count, 36 games already. That's nearly Mm -hmm. a quarter of the season gone. Uh, The Red Sox would be coming off a three-game set with the Texas Rangers. Uh, after a day off on Monday, they'd go into a three-game set with the Angels at Fenway. And then they would be welcoming in the New York Yankees for the first series of the season with the Bronx Bombers. So that's what we're missing right now as things are shut down.
2: And, man, does it stink. I mean, it's it's you know what's weird? It's it's almost gotten, gotten normal to have no sports. Like, I don't look to ESPN like I used to. I don't, like, clamor for fantasy baseball like I was at first. It's gotten, like, eerily normal, and I don't like this. I don't like not having baseball.
0: You mean you didn't like watching the gold medal game for the uh, 2010 Olympics today for men's hockey or the 1997 NFC Championship game? I missed those. (laughs) I
2: I can't lie. I missed those. Like we said, it was nice weather, so I was outside.
0: Yeah. Well, you know. I came in every now and then and just checked out what was going on.
2: Yeah, you got to make sure what's going on in the 2010 gold medal game. Actually, that was a great game, though, wasn't it?
0: Yes, it was, yeah. Went that was like overtime. the Sidney
2: Crosby scoring in overtime. Yeah, yeah, that was a good
0: game. And uh, USA tied it up with just like under 10 seconds left on the clock uh, right. in the third period to force overtime against Roberto Luongo, who would come back to crap his pants against the Bruins in 2011, if I recall correctly, yeah, in the Stanley Cup final. Who says I well, don't maybe know hockey? I- Maybe I should have watched that game. <laughs> no, I think you were better off outside. Yeah. So, gentlemen, here we are. It's uh, Like I said, we're about a quarter of the way into what would have been a quarter of the way into the schedule. And really, there's no target for the MLB in sight to come back, but they are talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, they've come up with, well, at least they've been come up with a, a general plan um, that came out just this week Um, looks like they're hoping to still get in about a hundred game season starting sometime mid to late June I would say Uh, and they came up with a a plan was released for potential realignment of baseball uh, into doing away with the two-league concept and going with three divisions an east division central division and a west division essentially they would be the same as Uh, The American League East and the National League East would be the new Eastern Division. Same thing with the Central, same with the West. The one exception I saw was Pittsburgh would be in the East and the Atlanta Braves would be in the Central. At least in the tentative plan that they put out. Don't want to blow my own horn, but I did have a similar concept on, uh, on an article I put on the website about a month ago. But we won't talk about that. Let's no, talk toot about... that horn.
2: No, toot that horn, <laughs> baby. That, let, you you
0: I, called it. You had said exactly, not exactly this, but pretty close. I had two divisions. I had an east right. and a west. Anyway, this isn't about me. This is about baseball. So what do you guys think of this plan? Do you like it? Uh, do you think this could work? I, I think if the plan were to go through, the games uh, the Eastern games would be played at a more or less centralized site in Florida. The Central games would be played somewhere in Texas, and the West games would be played in Arizona.
2: You know, I, I really like the idea, um, and two reasons why I like it is because uh, they may go with the bubble uh, construct that you had just talked about, but I also heard some rumors floating around that because of the mitigated travel, they may allow – certain teams to play in their home stadiums. And I think that'd be great. Obviously no fans would be in attendance, but if you keep all the East and the East coast and central and the West and the West coast, they, the idea is you play all your games into your division. So you don't travel across the country. You kind of keep it to that area. So either way uh, I'm okay with it. It, it. it seems like a pretty good plan for MLB. I think it's smart um, and wherever they go with it, whether it's, you know, a Florida, Texas, Arizona bubble or if they play in their home stadiums. I think it's a good plan and, you know, for me personally, there had been a lot of rumors and a lot of leaks of what they could do. This seems like the first solid plan that they're working on, so I'm excited about that.
1: Yeah, I like the idea. Um you know, there's been, you know, there's people that just reading online that struggled with the idea of the of change and the different divisions and how everything would line up. But I mean, this whole year has just obviously been backwards and, you know, outside the norm. So I like the idea. I like the thought of potentially like Matt was saying that you get the opportunity to pretend, you know, playing in your home ballpark at the very least, at least the teams are going to get to play in their facilities and and buildings in Florida, or even in Arizona that they're accustomed to. So, and even on top of that too, my only, I guess, drawback would be, is kind of keeping them confined though, and not letting them kind of be normal and be like human beings, and kind of just keeping them within that bubble. Um, but I mean, other than that, I-, I love the idea of these of the divisions. I, I think the um, it sets up for really cool rivalries for the year. Um, it's exciting, it, you know. It's different, and I think it gives a little jolt to the sport that you obviously needs a little extra fire inside of it
0: yeah i don't know how much you'd have to keep them in a bubble i mean obviously a ton of logistics still have to be worked out for any of this to happen but if regionally it could be contained so that you're not flying all over the country and potentially spreading things if you can isolate it to say disney world they play all the games at disney world because there are a ton of fields there uh if anybody follows college baseball you know most of the teams from up north start their season down there. So there are a ton of uh, facilities down in Florida, as I'm sure there are in Texas and Arizona for for colleges out that way. So fields shouldn't be a problem, especially if no fans are going to be there. So I don't think – I think as long as you contain them regionally, it's not like they would have to be in a compound and everybody be isolated the entire time.
2: Right. And, uh, you know – If they do, let's say they just go with the Florida, Texas, Arizona, you know, structure. You have two dome stadiums in Florida. You have two dome stadiums in Texas. And then Arizona is also an indoor stadium. So, I mean, you could play in Major League Ballparks along with, you know, the compound at Disney and all the fields in Texas and all the spring training fields in Arizona. So there are a lot of options. And like you said, they're they're not going to have to travel around the country. So, the guys can stay in their, you know, their bubble, their region, and 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 compete in baseball games.
1: Well, I think what I was I was more kind of getting at it, It's not so much the travel around the country. It would be more so there have been some players that have voiced their opinion about not being able to see their family over the course of the three months or whatever it would be to play baseball under these you know different circumstances. And I think that's kind of where. Ultimately, I think baseball is going to continue to get the hang up because it seems like they have a different idea that comes out like every couple of days. They just can't seem to get down to an idea that works. Baseball wants to play. The players want to play. They have the umpires who they agreed to new contracts with for this year and how they're going to pay them. It just they got to just now like it's let's just settle on a plan because June 1st is going to come up and creep on us in no time. You know, it's already what, May 3rd, May 4th. So Mm -hmm. we're a month away and there's a lot of planning, a lot of logistics, a lot that has to happen. And it just seems like there's a different plan almost every couple of days. I would just like personally for them to say, okay, look, we're going to go with these divisions. This is how we're going to do it. Unfortunately, we can't play in the home ballpark. So we're going to keep it in Arizona, Florida, whatever works and just kind of go with it. Because I I just have a weird feeling that we're going to get to June one. And they're still not going to have this thing in play, and they're not going to play. And and virus aside, like that's just going to even be a bigger just hit to the psyche of the players, even to like the fans. Just everything in general, you know. Where you said, Matt, like yeah, the norm. It feels normal not to have sports. Like I can't imagine not having a baseball season at all. I, I don't remember '94 too too much. I was still relatively young when they when they were when they had the strike shortened season. So I. I don't know I, I just I want them to decide on something and and just what's wrong with that
2: I want to ask you guys this real quick and I don't mean to be mean I don't mean to come off as crude but like these ball players they're on the road so much in the season is it do you guys think it's really them not wanting to be near their families cuz it's not going to be like the four months it's going to be from June till it's going to be June, July, August and then September I guess but they're not going to be away the entire time and with travel in the past, like away games and road trips, do you think that's more of a crutch that they're using to not go this route? Or do you think if there's real like light, like this thing has like some real validity to it?
0: Well, I'm sure there are some. I mean, when they go down for spring training, they're down there for a month and a half, maybe more. You know, they rent condos down there. I'm sure there's plenty of housing available down in Florida right now or, or right. in other locations. You know, I'm sure there's plenty of condos for rent with the tourism being way down. So I, I would think the vast majority of them could bring their families down there. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if uh, if that is a crutch or, or, you know, maybe some guys are, are just scared to come back, I'm, you know, just in the general population. You've got some right. people who want to get things back to normal and just take on whatever happens, and then you've got other people who are really afraid to venture out and, and be in public. So I'm sure you get a, a smattering of, of both of those things with major league players.
2: Right. Cause I mean, being a ball player is tough. I mean, you have to go on West coast trips. You have to go on East coast trips. If you're from the West coast, I mean, there's games being played abroad now. So, I mean, you are constantly away from family. I just wonder if, you know, if this would be that much worse or if they could bring them with, I don't know. I, I it was just a thought that I had had, cause I know it comes up a lot. You know, with the being away from their families. And I just wonder like, you know, Adam Otavino and I think Cole Hamels both said that they'd be okay, you know, sacrificing to to get their season on. Um and I don't know. I it's I, I, I guess I'm just asking the question. I don't I'm not really sure, but it just feels like you're gonna be on the road anyway. Is it that much bigger deal? But again, I'm not a major league ball player, so I don't know.
0: But then you've got somebody who like a Mike, a Mike Trout whose wife is expecting and is is mm-hmm. due sometime Well, later this summer, I'm not sure exactly when, you know, he's saying he doesn't want to be away from her or be away from when the baby is born. You can understand that, too.
2: Right. But he let's just say for that hypothetical. And, you know, Trout is the best player in baseball. So, you know, you're going to help him out as best as you can. But the Major League Baseball, IL, it's 15 days anyway or 10, 10 or 15 days. So if he were to leave, you just put him on the list. That is his quarantining session. You let him quarantine and then you bring him back in. The KBO is experiencing a, a similar situation uh, where I think Dan Straley of one of the teams wants to come back for something, something family-related, and they're saying when you come back you got to spend your 14 days in quarantine. So I just I don't know he if the if the baseball was being played right now he may have to leave and go back with his family. You know he has to leave his team and be back with his family. Anyway, I just. I get it. And, you know, I just had a baby in in January. So I understand the heartache and stuff that comes with it. I just wonder, you know, they could, I feel like they can make it happen.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, a lot of it, there is, there is some of the family aspect of it. Um, There are some players, um, you know, who definitely have trepidations about being away from their family for four months. Um, But at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, these guys want to get paid. So, you know, I think that the money at the end of the day is going to outweigh everything. And, you know, it is, you know, it is just four months. Um, but I think that it's it's a serious pushback on some players. I think to your point as well, Bill, I think that there are some players who are are afraid. They may not publicly say it, um, you know, for obviously the backlash that they could face from fans or even, you know, people within the sport. But, you know... Um, at the end of the day, it's really it's all going to come down to the money perspective. I mean, these guys they're already losing money as it is. You know, if you go ahead and say like, all right, well, if you don't want to you know come back because of your family piece and you the four months and you're not going to get paid this year, these guys aren't going to forfeit millions of dollars. So they're going to do it. It just it really comes down to what makes the most sense logistically, where these guys can play. You know, we mentioned a few of the states, and then from there though, like the testing. You know. Make sure there's enough testing for these players and not all the players, but the coaches, the cameramen who are going to be there, the people that are going to be dealing with this every single day. So it's readily available to them. That will be by whatever needs to be purchased. So that way it's readily available. So these guys can play and do it in a safe, in a, in a safe manner.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. You know, cause your coaches are, you know, some of them are in that high risk group, you know, over Ron right. Renneke. He's over 60 years old. He's in the high risk group. I'm sure there are plenty of others. These we have to keep, you know, think about the safety of these people too. Keep them safe.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot. I mean, it, it's we're not just talking about players. You know, there's a lot of other factors. You you know, you have to imagine that front office is gonna, you know, is gonna want to be there. The press is gonna be able to get press passes to go to these games. Yeah, they're not gonna be in locker rooms and they're not gonna be down on the field or close to the action, but, you know there's going to be press that are going to be covering these, these games. So, you know, there, there's going to still be that, that aspect of it where people could potentially be at risk. But if you think about it too, like this is a perfect opportunity to kind of like test out some bigger, you know, crowds, you know, think about how many guys are going to be on a team. You know, let's say they expand rosters to 30 players and then you got like five, six, maybe seven coaches from there, you got your trainers. From there, you got your front office group. Like, there could be a couple hundred people on a regular basis every day. These teams come in and out. This is, could be a good barometer too to see how well the testing can be effective and to see if there is a good formula. So that way, these other leagues can kind of piggyback off each other and kind of say, okay, this worked here, this worked there, and to make it kind of work for everybody. So I think there's a lot of positive to come to it. We just got to get to a point where we can just start it and try it.
0: Well, you mentioned other leagues. Did you see what the NBA came up with for, you know, in some in some states, they're opening things back up gradually. Uh, mm-hmm. The NBA came out with some direction for in those locations where if a player wants to go to a facility to work out to shoot some baskets, um, there were things like you can't go in the sauna, you can't use the hot tub, you can't use the, co- the cold bath. If a player is shooting baskets, you'd have to have a designated rebounder just for that player. There were like 16 pages of requirements for somebody to just to go in and shoot baskets.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I get having precautions, but a lot of this stuff is just over the top. You know, A yeah. lot of it is just way too many protocols and processes to say, hey, look, this is what we're doing, and we're doing this to protect ourselves because if someone gets sick, nobody can go ahead and turn around and try to go ahead and sue the NBA or – the teams, the facilities, and everything else from a legality standpoint. But, you know, when I was hearing a lot of the NBA uh, piece and listening to sports radio up here, I was just kind of like, just it, not realistic. You, you know, to shoot a they could do the same thing in their, their front yard. You know what I mean? And they're not having to have, to have people wiping down basketballs. Like, what's to stop any of these players, basketball players, who live in Massachusetts right now from getting together and going to one of their houses and shooting and playing a two-on-two game. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. No. nothing. There's no one wiping basketballs down or changing their shoes every two seconds and then putting them in the microwave to take the corona off of it, to put them back on so they can go run, out, run around and play again. Like, there's none of that. So, like, a lot of it is just, like, it's over the top. And I'm not trying to downplay any of this whatsoever. I'm not, I'm not, going, I'm not doing that. But a lot of times, like, we just got to start using, like, common sense... These leagues obviously are in communication with each other every you know you got to think weekly. you know they had their meeting with with Trump with uh, President Trump and you know not only just the the more the major sports but the UFC the WWE like all of these these companies got together so you know they're doing it on a regular basis. It's time for and I you know just there needs to be a little bit of leadership and someone to kind of take the charge and say this is what we're gonna do. The NBA, your thoughts are good. That's a bit much. Well, the do- me, it's a bit much.
0: The WWE is still doing things. They're still yes, having they matches. They're back up, yeah. uh, I saw and yesterday these, there these, was these... a horse race in Arkansas that was held.
2: Yeah, NASCAR starts next weekend, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, NASCAR I, I, comes I mean, back
2: in Jacksonville or something like that.
1: Okay, I mean, let's NASCAR, like I can set up a lounge chair in 95 and watch the cars go up and down the highway. That's NASCAR to me. Um, I don't really see... I don't want to get on a tangent about NASCAR. But, no, but I mean, it
2: said, but I, you but know, no, I, get I get your point, point. but. They're still gonna have to test like the the crews, the people up in the in the the boots, like there is gonna be a little bit of a sample size here that, you know, the public can work with because they have to do the you know, they have to take their precautions. It's a, it it might not be our particular favorite professional sport, but it's a professional sport nonetheless that comes with a lot of people. So, you know, it it there are gonna have to be some some groundwork laid out and you know, it's good that that, that there's something that we can now start relying on that this is some sort of data that these other professional sports can, like you said, piggyback off of.
1: Well, even golf too. You know, we're going to get, we're going to get see some golf coming up. Um, you know, there's going to be the, the Manning, Brady, oh, Mickelson. I need
2: Woods. that. Oh, I uh, need that. I need that so bad,
1: <laughs> you know, um, which is going to be held at some point in, in May. Some people have said it may have already happened and, you know, they're editing it and all that other stuff, but by any, whatever it was like, you know, it's just it's at some point you have to say, look, it's time to try to do something, you know, because if if not, if we lose sports for the entire year and it's for the betterment of the world and these players and everything else. Fine. But I don't want to lose sports because we can't seem to come to a decision on what's right to do. You have to try something at some point. At some point, you got to try something. And and hopefully. It works out for some of these sports that are that are starting out, and from, to your point, NASCAR and and we had the, like you said the horse racing because you know those are going to be some barometers, but we're not going to get the true like findings of that until at least two two and a half weeks, maybe three weeks after they start to get together.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. No, it's a great point.
0: Yeah, and we've got to see the infections going down in some of these places too. I mean, some of these, a lot of states still haven't reached their peak yet. You know, Massachusetts, we're still in, you know, we, we maybe we've reached our peak, but it's leveled off. But it's it's been leveled off for a couple of weeks now without the numbers dramatically going down. So we've plateaued. I think New York is in pretty much the same boat. I mean, we just had a Walmart up here that 81 employees tested positive in one Walmart. Mm-hmm. So that just shows yep. how contagious this thing is and how fast it can spread. When I hear something like that, it scares the crap out of me. You know, that, oh, you know yeah. that's not just uh, oh this is being overhyped. This is eighty one people in a single store mm-hmm. spreading this disease to each other. That is some serious stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean it is serious and I think that the you know, the professional sports, they are obviously taking it seriously, and it seems like these guys, uh these executives are they're kinda tiptoeing around because not no one really wants to be that first one because no one wants to get pie in the face if it backfires. So that's kind of, I think, why you're seeing a lot of plans being leaked and ideas being released to see what the public thinks. Because if they were to, you know, actually take on step two and step three and step four and so on and so on of their their plans to reopen these leagues and there is another outbreak or, you know, the second wave hits that league, it's – no one wants to have that, you know – that that like the I don't want to say blood on their hands. It's a little extreme, but then no one wants to be responsible for opening up too early. That's why you get these precautions about like basketball. You have to put the ball in the microwave after you shoot it, and you need gloves after 15 minutes of exposure and all this stuff. And I'm being hyper. I'm speaking hyperbole, but you know it's it's a it's a crappy situation. It, it is you know the, it's scary. The basketball scary, in the but,
0: microwave might have been a little bit of hyperbole, but I don't think the gloves were too extreme. No, hey, hey, people are gonna do what they're gonna do. If
2: every, if every, if every hoop around here needs a little microwave afterwards. I mean, I think we all have an extra microwave we can donate to local parks and <laughs> hoops.
0: So, do you guys have you resigned yourself to the fact that we're probably not going to see any fans in the stands for quite some
1: time? I'm okay with it. I, I'm, I'm okay, okay with it. it. I, you know, and I, and I can say that from my perspective. You know, I don't watch it a lot now, but I still occasionally watch wrestling on TV. Um, and when I, you know, back when WrestleMania was held, it was difficult for me to watch WrestleMania with no crowd, you know, and just knowing what it's like because I've been to a WrestleMania. I went last year in New York and I was, you know, among 50, 70, it was maybe 73,000 people or something like that. So, um, it was pretty wild experience and, and, you know, people feeding off each other. So it was a cool experience. And if you're a wrestling fan, I recommend, like, if you get the opportunity to go to WrestleMania, do it. Check that off your bucket list if you can. But um, not seeing the crowd there, you know, you, you kind of get conditioned to not seeing it anymore. Kind of like how we're conditioned to not having sports now any longer. Um, you know, I just hope that, like, a state like Florida, who is... You know, starting to open things up, who has already said that there's facilities that can have like 25% of the occupancy. You know, we're probably talking a thousand to 10,000 fans, but that's still a little scary for me to be amongst that many people. Like, I was a resistor to wearing a mask out. You know, I'll be, I'll be honest. And, you know, for a while, I was being stubborn and saying like, I'm not going to, so nobody's going to tell me that I have to wear a mask. I'm going to tell you what, when I go to Stop and Shop, or when I go to Walmart, which is few and far between a Target, I wear a mask, mm-hmm. I wear my gloves, I don't. I, and I'm in and out. I have, I have a game plan, and boom, I'm in and out. And for me, it's a peace of mind. Just imagine what it'd be like to turn on the TV to watch a baseball game. Let's say they let crowds in into Florida, and there's 5,000 people there and everybody's wearing a mask like that would like that's just it'd be surreal it'd be just so you know i just think that we're we're opening ourselves up to something that doesn't need to be opened up in that respect i think that's where we start to open the door that pandora's box to issues
0: well you know it's not just 5000 fans in the stands it's getting the 5000 fans out of the stands when the game is over and you all cram I- into the into the walkways underneath the bleachers and you're all packed in together and you're all filing out into the streets. That's where, the, and, where and, the problem is. And what happens when these people have to go to the bathroom during the game? Now you're same all, thing. And how know, about, it's just those type of things that it just snowballs when you start thinking about it.
1: And how about, too, like how do you social distance 5,000 people? You know, well, they, you know, so we do
0: it at the Tampa Bay Ray games all the time. <laughs> well yeah, well, it, Burn! I mean
1: Tampa Bay Tampa Bay was built for this. They have been ready for this since the inception of that team. Um I you know, I don't know. I just I'm fine with if it means that we can have sports to watch and we get to see the teams that we know and we love and we're accustomed to seeing every single year. If we're able to see that and that means that there's no one in the crowd to watch it, fine. And, it, you know, it's not going to bankrupt baseball. The sport's not going to go out of business because there's no crowds and fans there. Let's just get these guys out there. It will help the country from a psyche standpoint just to get a little bit of normalcy in a time where there is zero normalcy. And we probably won't see anything normal again for a very, very long time.
2: I also don't know why I mean maybe they are I don't know I haven't had any conversations with Rob Manfred and his team but I, if I was if I did, if I was talking to them I would be chomping at the bit to get back if baseball can get back first you would see an uptick in, in viewership and in fandom people would just want anything that they can anything sports related they would love it and if you could be first with baseball Man, I mean, that would be such a good opportunity for for Major League Baseball.
0: Are either one of you a little concerned about basketball's plan to maybe come back and compete with baseball this summer, and and have their season extend, their playoffs extend, pretty close to when baseball's playoffs would be? Uh,
2: personally, no, because mo- like most people that I know that are huge hoops hoops fans aren't baseball. Like, I don't think there's a lot of, you know, I'm not watching baseball because there's basketball. You know, maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just my circle of friends or whatever, but I'm not really concerned. At, at this point, bring it all back. Bring it, bring everything back at once. In today's world, you can watch a game on the TV, follow another game on your phone, watch highlights on your iPad. You can follow along with whatever you want to. So yeah, as, I, as long as it comes back, I'm okay.
1: Just, just think, say, in a month from now, you can have the socks on at 1 o'clock on a Tuesday. And then the Celtics could tip off at seven o'clock and just having that almost every day. And then wait, the NHL could come back. And then all of a sudden now, like, you know, baseball's, you know, baseball's playing the afternoon matinees and, and they're doing exactly what baseball, you know, did back when in the early infancy stages of what the sport was. And then all of a sudden now, like you're in inter- it, you're interchanging the, the hockey and the basketball piece to it. It just, Unfortunately, nobody would ever go outside again because now we're gonna have we're gonna be sitting in front of a TV or in our iPad or MacBook or phone watching these sports. but it's I'm ready for it i, I I'm ready for it. and you know you know, if the Sox and the Celtics run at the same time, probably gonna lean more towards the Red Sox because that's just how I'm wired and I'm built. but um especially if they were playing the Yankees and things like that, I'm just I'm ready for something. you know oh, yeah. I'm ready for something.
2: All you gotta t- t- do is tune into the last two minutes of a basketball game. So just watch Red Sox, then tune into the Celtics, and and you know wait for that last two minutes of basketball that takes forty five minutes to finish in real time. But you could do that. You could bounce back and forth.
1: So Matt, you're not doing a really good job selling the above the Parquet Celtics podcast. I was just that gonna can be mention found that exclusively on iTunes. <laughs> hey,
2: listen, I love the Celtics. I I love all sports. I love the Celtics. I'm a big Celtics fan. But if you're going to go against my Sox, I'm going to have to make some choices.
1: So I have a question for you guys that that popped in my brain earlier today that kind of ties in with the sport and when everything could come together. What happens if we don't get minor league baseball? This would have been the Pawtucket Red Sox's last season in Pawtucket before they go ahead and they they make their journey across the state to Worcester you know I thinking about it from two sides from a fan standpoint just you know I think we take for granted for the fact that the Pawtucket Red Sox are basically down the road you know what I mean it, it's what a half hour 45 minute drive depending on where you're coming from um and now that's not the case anymore now it's like an hour the other way um and then I think about like you know so from the economic side like how much that impacts The state of Rhode Island and and everything else, and just, you know, that could have been, they could have done something special to kind of like usher out the final season, and that's just, that's not going to happen. And I think that that's a shame. I think it's, I think it's a shame.
0: Well, it may not be the final season because the construction of Polar Park in Worcester has been delayed. So that might Mm -hmm. not be ready. The Paw Sox may have to go back to Pawtucket next year. Right. There is that possibility. So they may get that,
2: yeah, they get that final, that final farewell season
0: but when you talk about the minor leagues there's new regulations for the minor leagues that were probably going to do in a good number of teams to begin with i think the lowell spinners were one of them because they were doing away yeah. with short season teams i think there are only mm-hmm. going to be about 42 i think was a number of um officially affiliated minor league teams left and everybody else if they wanted to stay in business was going to have to go independent so th- this was going to be a big year for a lot of minor league teams
1: yeah, I, I just, you know, I don't know, I just, the whole, I don't know, the whole thing sucks. Like, the, there's so many, like, different stories that kind of, like, spiral off, you know, this whole coronavirus, COVID-19, and just what it's affecting, and so many different things, just separate from, like, the human, the morality, and all that other standpoint. You know what I mean? So the whole thing just, it really, really, really sucks.
0: Well, totally nothing to do with baseball. But do you know what was planned in Plymouth this summer? This is the 400th, no. 400th anniversary of the Pilgrims landing in Plymouth. They, the town, had huge, huge plans for this summer. They were, they were expecting millions and millions of people to come and visit for the 400th anniversary. All gone. Wow. So there's, there's economic impacts everywhere.
1: Right. It's really going to be hard to market the 401st year of the, of the yeah. Rock next year. Do,
0: doesn't, you cool, know it doesn't though, quite have and... the same ring to it. So many people hate
2: 2020 as it is. Maybe you could just forget it and just say, <laughs> yeah, it's the 40, 400th year anniversary. We, we, yeah, because we're not counting 2020, obviously. Maybe I,
0: maybe we I just call it a mulligan that. year and we'll call next year It's a mulligan year,
2: yeah. 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 Well, we man. never speak of this decrepit year ever again. It's a do-over. I was, it's I the Voldemort joking. of years. Oh, it's God. the years that will not be named.
1: Yeah, well, I was joking yesterday with a friend of mine saying, you know, the world hasn't been the same. Like, I haven't had a beer in all of 2020. I have not had one sip of beer all year. And what? I was thinking, like, maybe if I just have a crack open a beer, maybe it just changes the whole narrative of 2020. Maybe I'm throwing off, like, the juju of the year because I decided not to have a beer. You know, I just – the whole – this whole thing is nuts. I, you know, and – have you had a beer? No, I've switched to truly, and I hate saying that. I, I like, like truly, yeah.
2: I gotta say, Chris, why are you doing this to us? Well, open a beer, anybody, man, save us well, all now.
1: If anybody, you know, from the truly family is listening, by all means, we would definitely appreciate a sponsor. Um, but uh, anyway.
2: Go get yourself a beer. You can save us all now. What if what if the second you pop the tab of a Bud Latte, all of a sudden Rob Manfred hits a press conference, that baseball's back.
1: Well, the only way we could find <laughs> out about that is if the fine folks at Bud Latte would like to go ahead and sponsor that moment on the uh, YouTube channel. <laughs> all
0: right, seeing we've gone yeah. off the rails, what, what,
1: do you guys, yeah. what are you guys missing the most
0: right now that, that you haven't been able to do? Matt,
1: go ahead.
2: You go first. You know, this weekend and last weekend, I, me and my wife, we took the kid to our our parents' house, and they both have nice yards, and it was nice out, so we were able to go outside and and hang out. And I just, it made me real. It, it, I I just miss hanging out with everybody. Like, I just miss it. It stinks. It stinks not having barbecues. It stinks not having some beers and hanging out outside. It just that's what stinks is getting together. That's what I miss the most. And, you know, for me and most of my friends and family, it also, re- like, revolved around sports, getting together, watching the game, hanging out. And it's just not being able to do any of that It has been so soul crushing. And, you know, I, that's just oh, I can't I can't wait to get back to that
1: yeah you know, what I miss honestly, um, I actually like I really miss just a lot of everything that we take for like we take for granted every day. And you know, just being able to at any time, get in the car and grab a cocktail with your friends, sit at the bar, and do exactly what we're doing right now and talk mm-hmm. sports. You know, whether you're getting a basket of wings or a burger, you're having a gin and tonic, you're having a beer, you got the game on, your friends are betting, you know, or whatever, whatever the combination is. Like I miss that and I want that back and I, I'm ready for that to be back. My bank account, let me tell you what, loves the fact that this isn't happening <laughs> because I would go out like four or five times a week, but I'm also single and I have nothing holding me back. But, you know, I miss that. I just missed, I, I just missed the stuff that we take for granted uh, being able to do. And, and, you know, I, have gotten to do that on a smaller scale and, and, you know, we do small little gatherings of like four or five people and we're outside on a deck and we, you know, practice the social distancing as the best we can. Um, but it's, it's not the same, you know, it's not the same. I, I mean, the last couple of weeks, the last four weeks of not being at work, I've watched more TV and I'm not a big TV person and I've gotten to experience a lot of different shows that I probably wouldn't go ahead and watch or, um, I really, uh, really like YouTube a lot. I, I've never realized like how much exactly is on just straight up on YouTube.
2: So much.
1: Just, there's just so much content and just so, there's so much on there. Um, and it's so easy to get
0: sucked down a rabbit hole in YouTube. It,
1: oh, when so it, easy. oh it, you know, you watch really... one
0: video and they give you three others that are recommended that'll like it. And before you know it, it's, yeah. it's 1030, oh, 1030. <laughs> it's midnight and, and you're just up watching right. stupid stuff.
2: Well, no, that's I, what happens. You think it's 1030, but it's one o'clock in the yeah, morning. Really? You're
1: like, What am I doing? I'll give one out there for the people who are going to be listening to this podcast. If you want something to go down a rabbit hole with, I, I like to cook and I kind of stick to my little like basic of, you know, chickens, pastas type things that I cook. But I, I was watching, um, Kent Rollins on YouTube and he's from like the Midwest and he's, he's a, uh, he's just kind of crazy. He's funny, entertaining. Uh, and the stuff that he cooks, like he cooked yesterday it was, it was a burger with hot dogs in it. And it just looked phenomenal. And it just made me think of being at the ballpark, going to the Sox game, grabbing a hot dog, grabbing two beers at the same exact time. Because for me, if I go to Fenway, you, you have to double fist the beers because one, you're not waiting in the line and having to get through the stands. Um, which by the way, that didn't, uh, I thought that would win would be the number 1 on the poll on the Red Sox podcast name later uh, Twitter we ran a poll um, it was the hot dog people miss the Fenway frank I voted
0: for the sausage and peppers
2: Oh sausage and peppers all day you can't leave Fenway without that one You got for me I've gone to many many games I have never gone and not ate a sausage and peppers before I left
1: Oh for me I do the sausage pepper before the game at a vendor outside and then you have to do one on the way out you have, to, you have to have the balance. You Chris, you're making foundation. me cry. You're going to make me cry, Chris. Why do you gotta, do this to me? You got to get the foundation. You get the sausage first. Then you go to Boston Beer Works. And what my buddies, we do is we go to a Boston Beer Works. We get the same beer every single time. We do one of those beers. We leave there and we hit up casket flagging. And then we do either a shot and a beer. And then we just start the day. And that... Like, we, I want that. That's it's like
0: a $500 day that you just described.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> but American needs
2: it. Like, you were saying your bank account enjoys you not doing these things. So that makes look,
1: sense. We, we, we're nobody's spending any money for the most part, so the money's going to be there. We're going to be able to go out in droves once this thing happens. Go to Fenway, grab two beers at a time, grab a couple of hot dogs, sausage and peppers, sit in the bleachers, and just have a good time. That's what I think Red Sox Nation wants. That's what I want. Bill, what do you want? Well,
0: obviously, friends and family, you know, that's one thing. I, I was thinking, like, the smaller things. For me, it's Chinese food. I am not able to do takeout. I just I don't have that confidence. I'm afraid that the guy cooking my food is going to have the virus, and he's going to be coughing all over my food, and then I bring it home, and then I'm going to get it. So I haven't done any takeout. I'm just dying for some Chinese food.
2: Yeah, I'd also I... like to take back my answer. Uh, screw my friends and family. I miss fantasy sports. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I, I can tell you that I've had Chinese food. I've had Chinese food a handful of times. I typically get it like on Wednesdays. There's not many Chinese places that are open though, especially down this way. Um, a lot of them are closed. Um, so I found one right now that I that I like and it's it's been fresh. Um, they got a little bit into some trouble because they were serving. Um and not serving food so uh, luckily they're still open though and hopefully they can they can work through that and they don't end up losing their liquor license and they can uh, you know not you know jeopardize their livelihood but um i can say that i've had chinese and i've actually had my fair share of chinese and i'm trying to wean off the chinese
0: and, and let me clarify <laughs> when i said i was afraid the guy was going to call cough all over my food it's not just the chinese guy i'm not saying that i'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm right. saying takeout in <laughs> no. general i haven't been to mcdonald's yes. through the drive-thru I was, I was actually, I had to go out yesterday, and it was a warm day, and I was just jonesing for a Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee. Even then, I'm not gonna Could go to the it? drive-through and get it. No, I couldn't do it. I, you know, I,
2: I still do hit, uh, hit my local Dunkin' before work. They all wear masks and they all wear gloves, and, you know, I get, I get me some coffee. So sooner or later, I'm yeah, gonna I have to a... break
0: down. But I, I just you gotta break yesterday. it down.
2: Yeah, I mean, these when these when the when the temperature starts creeping up, creeping up, creeping up. Man, those iced coffees, they are a
1: calling. We have so- plugged so many places on this podcast right now. <laughs> Someone <laughs> somewhere is going to hear this, and they need to be like, you know what? We're going to let's give these guys a little pub. And it'd be nice to be like, oh, the Dunkin' Donuts Red Sox podcast, The name later. Come on, Dunkin'. Let's make it happen. I
2: mean, I mean, you really, this is definitely the perfect episode for them to listen to because we're a baseball podcast, and we have barely talked baseball. We've kind of just talked life, you know? And I think that people that listen thank you very much for tuning in by the way they might like this just conversation with a couple of guys who are buddies who just you know want to get some things off their chest so duncan
0: sponsor these guys well you need that distraction too i mean i've yeah. i wasn't gonna go here absolutely. i wasn't gonna go here but i go there I have, go there i've absolutely had it with the television commercials with the solemn piano music that start with in these uncertain times, or now more than ever, and then they end with, (laughs) we're all in this together, or we'll get through this. I'm sick of it already. I've had enough. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, it's just, it's, those
2: are the type of things that, I I understand why they do it, but they're not, you know, they're also not doing them for the right reasons. When you see these, we're all in this together, and then you see an Apple logo at the end, it's kind of counterintuitive because, you're just selling stuff. You're not trying to get people the release that they ask for, that they're looking for. You're just selling in a time where you could capitalize. So I agree with you. I'm done with these things. I want to just start pushing forward, and I just, I just wish it was over. I do. I do. I do. I wish it was over. I just miss every. I missed the way it was. Do you want know you guys miss 2019?
1: Oh, 2019 oh. was great.
2: The simpler times
1: of 2019. Um, well, 2019 up until like September because, you know, we had – it was the, the the groundwork of some things that happened for 2020 like TV12 and Mookie and uh, – I don't know. Why I went down that rabbit hole.
2: Trade Mookie 16 times over if it means no coronavirus. Hey.
1: Hey, well, baseball. We're back to baseball. Let's talk baseball. Hey. As we get closer, though, I mean, it, it just wouldn't it just be a shame, though? Like, and I'm not saying this sarcastically, like, it would be an absolute shame if the season was wiped out and the people of LA didn't get to experience Mookie Betts Like, that'd just be a shame. Yeah, that, you know, that, like, that'd my, be a real shame. You know, here's my thoughts on that. If,
0: yeah, if, yeah. If, well, oh, this I felt so bad for them over that.
2: If there's no season, if there's no 2020 season, I think that this helps out Mookie Bets so strongly, and here's why. Because the ownership of the L.A. Dodgers are not – they are not going to have traded what they traded to get Mookie Betts and not see him in an L.A. Dodgers uniform. They will pay him. I think that – and because the Dodgers will be so aggressive at signing him, it's going to cause the Mookie Mookie Betts market to just skyrocket. Because can you imagine giving up – Five years of a former top 20 prospect in Verdugo, another top 50 prospect in, in Jeter Downs, and not get any play for Mookie. So if there's no 2020 season, I see the Dodgers coming out ferocious to sign him.
0: Yeah, but I read an article today that Mookie might not get the money he's looking for because revenues are going to be so down after all of this. It's if, possible. If he hits the market this winter, he may not be getting that $400 million contract. He might have to take a well, one, two-year deal from uh from the dodgers you know and until things get back to normal and then hit i mean he'll only be 28 then so why not hit the market again
1: yeah i mean the one the one year deal to be honest with you i think makes the most sense if 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 and i say that in the respect of if there is not an actual an act you know actual market for you to to net eight to ten years at that 400 plus million dollars that you're looking for if that's actually not there um yeah that one-year deal at same money also just think about that first player this offseason if they were to get that contract what would that be like from a fan standpoint around the game like i know we're accustomed to seeing these players sign for that kind of money but coming off of what we're coming off of or might still be in the midst of and you know people they don't have jobs and they're furloughed or they're laid off um you know, and then all of a sudden Mookie Betts gets four hundred million. Like that's gonna be a that's gonna be a tough look. It's gonna be a tough look.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Possible.
1: Yeah. It's gonna
2: be interesting to see how everything stems off of this you know, these 2020 seasons, because, you know, basketball's already talking about coming back uh, for the 2021 season in December. Uh, hockey said they're okay with delaying the start of next season to finish the season. You know, baseball may do, you know, follow in a similar suit if they go into uh, December or whatever. So, it you know, there's going to be a lot of fallout from the, the delays uh, more than just not having sports right now, you know.
0: The NFL has said that they might not start till mid-October, and they may have the Super Bowl next March.
2: Yeah, I mean the NFL is so—they're just so funny because they were asked, uh, you know, what 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 would you do? They said if we can get 16 games in as long as we start by October 15th, and then they were also asked, uh, do you plan on delaying? And they were like, no, no, we're not we're not planning on any delays right now. I mean, they're 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 folk they're still gearing up. I mean, you know, the president said it, even in one of his speeches that we will have football in September, so. I guess there's that.
0: We shall see. So a couple of other things, guys, before we wrap this up. Um, Back to 2020, unfortunately. The uh, (sighs) 2020 Hall of Fame ceremonies were officially postponed. If Derek Jeter can get his world blown up, who are we to complain? That's a shame. It's Jeter's world. We all just live in it. So he's losing his induction ceremony.
2: Yeah, he'll do it next year. He'll be fine, I guess. I'm not.
1: I mean, I'm not upset. I mean, I respect Derek Jeter as a player. What he did, um, you know, hated him on the Yankees. Respect him, um, but whatever, you know. Like, I know it's a big moment for him, but from a Red Sox standpoint, like, whatever, you know. Um, same thing, Larry Walker. I don't even think he should be in the Hall of Fame. That's my personal opinion on it. But didn't get my vote. Um, yeah, I I just I don't. he played a course field. Like I, I could hit 50 home runs, at course field, like, you know, mm. okay. Maybe 35, but like, you know, <laughs> you know I just, I, I, and I kid, but like, I don't know. I just, I think it'd be a little different if we had a member of Red Sox nation who kind of beloved and, and, you know, we were looking forward to celebrating that and, you know, but at the end of the day, if the trade-off is to play baseball and these guys don't get to have their moment and it's still next year, you know what? Okay. That's fine. Uh,
2: No, I'm sorry. I, I, how come that, I don't understand exactly why they're canceled. I understand you can't have the crowd that typically goes to Cooperstown to watch the speech, but can't you still have the induction ceremony and have it like live stream uh, over the internet and everyone can watch and you know I mean, that's how Larry, I've watched literally every single induction speech has been over the internet I don't understand why they can't just do it yeah good point Larry that's Walker a good point
1: was, yeah I mean Lyra Walker you know? when, he got, when he got inducted in and he got the call he's sitting there looking like you know he just looking like a NASCAR fan yeah Talladega Knights were in the whole the whole get up Ricky Bobby on the TV you know so just I, I just think that it's they want to have it up in Cooperstown. You know what I mean? Like, you get the publicity up there. You get the the tourism. But who, who the hell knows, like, what you're going to get going into next year anyway. At the end of the day, the Hall of Fame piece, it's kind of like to me right now, It's I kind of put in the same class as, like, the All-Star game, whatever, you know, right now because there's no way from the Red Sox. I, and I'm not a Yankees fan, so I can't appreciate Derek Jeter going to the Hall of Fame. Um, It is what it is. I'm not broken up by it. I'll sleep tonight. Two other can't I wonder Go ahead, Matt.
2: No. Oh no, I was just, I was just saying I, I wonder if it was just major league baseball's way of like I am not worrying about that right now. I have a ton on my plate. Cancel it. Because the more I think about it, the more I why can't they just give Jeter his plaque? You know, you'd have, you can have three people um you know, from Major League Baseball there to present it to him. He can have all his family there because he's still living with his family. So it's not like he has to distance from them. And he can give his speech on the podium. He can get his placard and everyone can watch on the Internet or on Major League Baseball TV, ESPN. I mean, ESPN would gladly broadcast that. I mean, they would cancel all of their current – well, maybe not the last dance, but – Everything. Other than that, they will cancel it to show Jeter's speech, and especially a guy like Jeter. I'm actually more, I think about it, shocked that they canceled it.
1: I, th- I mean, if ESPN is looking for something to broadcast, they can shoot into uh, the DMs real quick, and we can make that happen. We
2: well, I mean, they it. showed a they showed the the MLB the Show Players Tournament final today on ESPN. And I'm not going to hate on it because I'm a huge MLB The Show player. So it was cool to see. But, I mean, if that's what they're showing, why can't they show Hall of Fame speeches?
0: No, that's an excellent point. uh, They did the NFL draft remotely. Right. Yeah. And it went off without a hitch. Yeah. Even with Roger Goodell, Mr. Stiff himself there. (laughs) How how could Manfred do any worse with this? He literally can't.
1: (laughs) Really, though, for the first time, Roger Goodell came across – as an actual human being, like he, it it kind of felt like the Roger Goodell that first took over the NFL that before he became, you know, like Iron Fist and and you know broke down the these heavy handed punishments. It, I kind of feel like not only did they they get it right with the NFL draft, but Roger Goodell might have for one weekend made it difficult for people to boo him i'm sure that'll come back but i thought roger goodell had a good weekend i thought that he came out looking pretty good this uh, at that nfl draft
0: see i got the opposite impression I, I thought he just came off like a stiff i don't know what i mean ter- yeah. I, you know, we talked about this on fire the, whole- the muskets you know the turning around looking at the video screen come on packer fans let me have it come on <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, he's not like, I mean, the guy's not like super personable. I mean, but I, I, I thought that he did a good, I thought that he did a good job trying to change a little bit of the per, the perception of, you know, the stiff, this, again, the guy that just seems disconnected from fans. Um,
0: disconnected from, he's disconnected from his own league. Did you hear him announce that Las Vegas will get the 2022 oh. NFL draft as a makeup, but he said 2020 <laughs> when he announced it. <laughs> I pray yeah, to well, announce that Las Vegas will get the NFL draft in 2020. I mean, hey, he was in his, and, I, and I'm looking, I'm like, this was, is 2020,
1: isn't it? He I, maybe he, he forgot. Home.
0: He forgot already. He was like, yo,
1: screw this, screw this year. He's in his own home. Maybe he had a couple of scotches. You know what I mean? You know, taking some sips in between picks. I mean, hell, the Bengals took a year and 15 <laughs> minutes to make a damn selection, you know? So maybe he was a little tipsy.
2: Fuck. Oh, Chris. Oh, my God. Just the visualization of him drunk announcing names. Oh, that would have been hilarious. Can you imagine That's, him just like, that Hey, been. people. What's up? You give it give it to me. Uh, The Bengals select a quarterback. I'm not going to say his name. Can you He's just imagine this just always, like sloshed? The Dolphins select Tua like...
0: Tangavalola? No, wait a minute. That's what he did. He wasn't even drunk
2: in that point. Tua Togala. Screw it. <laughs> just throws the
0: car in the air, walks away.
2: You um, know him, the kid from Alabama. By Harry
0: Doyle in uh, Major League. This is brought to you by, <laughs> ah, the hell with it.
1: <laughs> I watched that yesterday. I watched actually Major League 2 yesterday. Um, love that movie. Love that movie. Hey, do you think the, that baseball could try to, base? you know, and again, the, the MLB draft is nothing in comparison to what the, with the NFL draft. It's not even in, anything what the NHL does with their draft. But do you think that Major League Baseball can maybe get on, like, the tailwind and say, okay, you know what? Let's take a page out of what the NFL did, put some eyeballs on our sport and the potential future stars of our sport, and, you know, do something with MLB Network and kind of in the same fashion of what we got to see? Because I would watch that. I I, I would watch that You're first. You're talking about the MLB Well, they draft? do host yeah, – yeah, they do I, have I, a yeah, show. they
0: broadcast they, that. Well, MLB they, has their own show. You know, yeah. and,
1: I, and I know that they do, but I'm just thinking, like, you know, you have a, you have an opportunity right now where people are just, they want to consume anything that's related to sports. So if we're playing baseball, let's say it's last year. Do you think that the audience who would tune in this year is tuning in last year? You know, you have the opportunity to catch an audience to sell your sport a little bit, you know, start selling some of these players. Maybe you have players announcing the picks you know, maybe you have some players making fun of, like, the Astros thing and having a good time with that. Like, you 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 could – I think that Major League Baseball could do some really cool things with getting the eyeballs to the TV, to the computers a little bit differently than what they've done in the past to get people to watch the draft. Get them a little more engaged. It's going to be a shorter draft. It's not going to be what we, we've we seen in in, the, in years past. Um, I, I mean, I, I would watch it because I watch drafts. I, I, I love that stuff. Um, but I think you can, might be able to you know, capture a crowd that you maybe wouldn't have typically gotten right now the way things are.
0: But if if you're the only show in town, maybe they will be able to catch some people. But the problem with the baseball draft is who knows who any of these players are? And some of them are high school kids that are getting drafted. Right. It's not like
2: – And you may not
0: see them for yeah, years. It's not like football that you know, these guys are playing on national television in the NCAA and people know
1: – Well, not all of them. Not all of them, no. the Patriots, Patriots right. selected Kyle Dugger right. – from Renault, <clears throat> Line, whatever. That, I can't even pronounce it. Whatever the hell that school was. But for the most was. part,
0: these, these guys are playing at major college programs, and they're on television yeah. every week. You know, baseball, When when is, you know, other than ESPN at 2 o'clock in the morning, when is there a college baseball game on or on Nesson or something like that? You know, you, they just don't have the exposure that the, the NFL really or the NBA. Really just the college
1: world? It's just the college world series. I mean, that's really the only time that you get to see that. I, um, I remember. I remember years ago. I watched the game um, that Ellsbury was in. Um, you know, it just. Who would have thought that he would have been on the Red Sox? You know, I. Um, I don't know. I just. It was just a thought. Just it could be just another way to kind of promote the game and and try to capture an audience. You know.
2: No, I think it was. A, I think it's a great idea, Chris. The problem is the draft is only a month. It would have. It's only. It's scheduled to be a month away. So they've kind of already missed the boat. To hype it up and to get it done, because right now they're actually squabbling about how they're going to go about the draft. If they're going to cancel it, if they're only going to do five rounds, if they're going to do the normal rounds, they don't know exactly how it's going to even happen. So we may not even get an MLB draft in 2020. You know what? Screw 2020.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, it makes it. One other thing I I wanted to mention was um, the Cape League also canceled their season,
2: uh, which which is huge for these for these guys.
0: to uh, you know, that's that's where they get to really show for the scouts. Is the Cape League right. is a good competition, so, you know, that's that. And that, yeah, I'm I'm just a shame that they're gonna miss out on that experience.
1: Yeah, I, right. I had plans. I had plans. I was gonna go to the Cape. Uh, a couple of Cape League games this year. Um, I had some time blocked off that I was gonna take. Um, uh, had things not happen the way they were, <clears throat> and go out to the Cape and and catch a couple of games. Uh, because I've never done. I mean. Again, something you take for granted. I live in Massachusetts my whole life and never gone out to watch a Cape Cod baseball game, and I was really, really looking forward to that this year. And it really sucks that we're not going to get to do that, but um, it's only going to make next year a little more special for that. I'm looking forward to that. So, um, you know, that's just for me. But if you think about the players, and to your point, Bill, that's how these guys get noticed. Um, these are some of the the best of the best players in, in, in college baseball that go out, you know, to the Cape Cod League and they get to showcase who they are. Um, so they miss—they so miss, they miss know, their
0: almost their entire junior season now, and then they miss the opportunity mm-hmm. to play in the Cape League to get noticed.
1: You know, and then you know, just you know, we're talking about the draft. Like, if there's no college baseball, what does the draft look like for next year? You know, how do you go about drafting these players? Like, how do you Kumar
2: Rocker one one, you
1: know, and that's it. You know, just put everybody's name into a hat, and all right, you know, like. It just Well, maybe they'll be maybe they'll it's be, just, they'll be a,
0: fall baseball next year. Maybe the NCAA will have to do that with some of their from their traditional spring sports, play them mm-hmm. in the fall. Who knows? This is a this is a yeah, brave new I mean, world we're into. Yeah, I mean it, it,
2: it, they, I think they they should do stuff like this. Take this opportunity. I mean, I said it in a to take if you guys watched it. I think they should use this season to implement some new rules and some new regulations to spice up the sport. And maybe, you know, extra fall ball or something could be part of that. Universal DH, I don't know.
1: I'm, I'm for the Universal DH. It's time to, to make that and balance it out in, uh, in both leagues.
2: Well, I have heard that if they do the three-division alignment, the East, Central, and West, they will go to a Universal DH. And I just – if they do that – Good for them, it's about time, and then don't make it a one-year thing. Just let's go to Universal DH. Having pitchers hit, I'm sorry, is such a waste of time.
0: For the most part yeah. it is, but when a pitcher gets a big hit, that's kind of cool. Like when Rick, Por- it's when kinda, Rick Porcello yeah, right. got the it's... double off of Scherzinger. Scherzinger? Scherzinger. Scherzinger is on the Mass Singer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when, when he get the <laughs> double off of Scherzer? You know, and that was really and really <laughs> She's a lot prettier than, than Max Scherzer. Uh, get her out of her makeup. I'm not so <laughs> sure. Rowan Gardner. <laughs> no, I mean, it
2: is cool, but I mean, pitchers bat. What, what, is it, what, what was their average last year? I think I read, like, it was like $1.29. A, a yeah, I, yeah like, for the most part, up, it's just, out, yeah. And, and then you don't allow, pit, like, no one runs. Uh, eight, like, in the National League, the eight-hitter doesn't steal bags because you can't get thrown out. And allow the pitcher to lead off the inning. It just—I understand these National League fans think that it's something special, but it's not. It's a waste. Just let's get rid of them. It's time to have a universal DH.
0: I believe that was in the article that I wrote uh, when I talked about the realignment as well. But you stole it for a second. Yeah, day. it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I basically kind of read your article <laughs> and used it, I'm not gonna lie. and the truth comes out. You
2: know? time to get i have to be inspired from somebody bill you inspire me
0: (laughs) glad i could inspire someone uh one one other thing from the real um from this playing in a bubble or whatever you want to call it is they'll probably have to do away with video replay because they won't have the cameras all around the parks like they have in the regular stadiums jd martinez is going to be pissed well they could
2: yeah yeah Yeah. and the astros will be pissed (laughs)
0: I think the Astros already got their cameras permanently turned off, so they weren't going to be able to use sure. them anyway. I mean, I don't. they don't need –
2: I understand
0: the, the the yearning for the
2: cameras to help out calls, but if you guys remember, I think it was the 2004 World Series. I mean, not World Series, the ALCS. The, the umpires got together and reversed correctly two plays yeah. without cameras. It was a Mark Bellhorn home run. They got together and got it right, and the yeah. A-Rod purse slap, they got that right too. So I don't know if baseball needs an instant replay.
0: Well, it certainly wasn't intended for that guy who steals second base and then just comes a hair off the base for a split second. Right. The shortstop still right. has the, the tag applied. It was not intended mm-hmm. for that. And those are the ones that right. just seem to drag on forever and just slam the brakes on a game.
2: Right. I mean, it's the it's the it's the 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 pass interference penalties in the NFL. It's When you when you take a play that is an, basically an opinion call, it's not a black or white thing, it's kind of how someone sees it, and you give them more time to look at it, it's just giving them more time to stew in their own opinion. It really doesn't have the effect, I think, that people wish that instant replay well, had. It should be,
0: you've got and, two minutes. If you can't decide within two minutes, call on the field stands. These, these ones that drag idea. on yeah. three, four minutes, that's when, you know, if you if you have to look at it from ten different angles. Right, and five different opinions, right. it's like, come on. That gets to be a bit much. It does. It really does. So one other thing that got canceled this week, guys, Little League World Series.
2: Oh, yeah. It makes sense. There's a ton of people that go out to the Little League World Series, but, it, you know, it's just a bummer, it, for, especially for the people, you know, in that region. Uh, you know the Pennsylvania region people go out and check out the games and all the kids that were you know 11 last year hoping to make it to the World Series this year. I do feel bad for them because the Little League World Series it it's lost its its fervor over the years. I'd say, but it's still a pretty fun and pretty cool thing to check I, out.
0: I think it's lost its innocence over the last few. years. Well, just... yeah,
2: because these kids are six four jacking. Well, not just
0: that. It's just so heavily commercialized now. Yeah, I mean, these sure kids show yeah, up. I they got all the sure. all the new equipment and everything. It, I, I've never been a big fan of the Little League World Series for that reason. Is you're putting these kids on national TV, basically to make money off of them. You know, you're selling all your new yeah, products yeah. and everything. I don't know. I I have a problem with that.
2: I went. I did go to the Little League World Series when I was like 13. So right after. Uh, I was done play, playing Little League myself. My dad and a couple of bunny, buddies of ours went to Williamsport to check it out, and I mean, it was a lot of fun. It, all the volunteers are super cool, super nice. You know, they don't. It doesn't cost money to get. You know, it doesn't cost a ton of money to get hot dogs and drinks, and it is fun. It's cool to see these kids. It's like, I mean, and you're watching some of the premier talent in terms of that. You know, that age group. So like, if you're a fan of baseball, it is like, it is pretty fun. But I do agree, Bill. It's just. You know that they've commercialized everything in terms of the uniforms, the equipment, even like announcing uh, who they are and who their favorite players before the game has become kind of gross because they're not. It's not as authentic as it used to be.
0: Yeah, they have sponsorships or yeah, everything I mean, now.
2: Everything.
1: The other the other piece that you're going to miss out too from the Little League World Series was the Red Sox and the Orioles were going to play in the Little League. That's Classic. right.
0: Yes.
2: The, the Red Man. Sox were also going to play in the uh, Field of Dreams game, too, in Iowa or something like that. Were they? I think it was that or it was maybe the White yeah, Sox. Yeah, I thought it was the Yankees and White Sox. What, 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 what? It might have been yeah. the White Sox. I, I'm getting my socks mixed up. The color of my socks are wrong
0: here. Well, one good thing is the London series is probably not going to happen, which I think was supposed to be the Cardinals and Cubs <laughs> this year. The white on white? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that was... Good that day.
2: Just... Uh, that's that's Australian. That wasn't even English, so I'm sorry. Close enough. <laughs>
1: uh, they they play cricket down there, don't they, in Australia?
2: Uh yeah. For so. like
1: they for play like two days straight. They're playing baseball more than too.
2: Oh, cricket. Oh my god, side story. We go off the rails here on this podcast, so you're probably used to it here. That's listeners. gonna be the name of but the episode. One... Off the rails again. <laughs> off the rails again. There was I forget this is a couple years ago, but I was just so bored on I think it was like a Saturday or Sunday, I was just kinda home hanging out and I immersed myself in cricket. And I learned the rules, I learned why it takes so long. I learned all this stuff. And guess what guys? It's it's long and it's kind of boring.
1: <laughs> yeah I was gonna say I don't think it's gonna be it's good uh podcast. No. <laughs> Let's no, gonna the, see, the next episode will be all about cricket.
2: It's so hard to hit the ball that even if you hit it foul, like behind you, it can be a home run. Really? Yeah, if you hit the ball out of the stadium behind you, it's equal to hitting the ball in front of you. Wow. That's they put yeah, it's it's wild. And that's why they make such a big deal for outs cuz it's super hard to get outs. Like if you catch a ball, it's like the fans go
0: nuts because they've waited 3 days for someone to catch a <laughs> ball. You know, back <laughs> in the early days of ESPN, that was like their programming. It was that Australian rules football. Pool Highlight Newport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was the kind of stuff you got on. Hey, ESPN. don't hate on Highlight.
1: I'm I'm gonna tell you what I before Newport Grand stopped doing Highlight, I got to experience that with my grandparents, and I gotta tell you what it was. That was pretty cool. Was it? Oh, I got I heard it
0: was highly, highly corrupt. Yeah, you. Whatever it was, like you I, would have guys just like drop a ball to, for a little, no reason, you know, because you could bet on them, you know. Right. Well,
1: of course. I mean you could bet on anything right now,
0: no, but I mean this was legalized you you were there betting on them
1: oh, I know i, I didn't I don't really remember what I bet I know I did bet because I remember my grandmother was huge into highlight it was her like Friday night thing every Friday night down in Newport Grand. it would be the penny slots and highlight and I remember going and just uh I, watching these dudes They're just whatever the thing that they use that
0: the sesta Looked like the the sesta and the Pelota. yeah whatever. It,
1: Whatever. Yeah. It was. <laughs> it was just, it was cool to watch. It, it it was cool.
2: Welcome to the Red Sox podcast to be named later. where we talk everything, highlight in and cricket.
1: <laughs> this is the hodgepodge. And Australia rules football.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't get. I did not study that. I did not look into that at all.
0: All right, gentlemen. We're almost at uh, an hour and fifteen minutes again. So is there? So what we any, do here? Uh, any last things you wanted to? Do? to put out there before we wrap up
2: uh yeah just real quick i just want to say uh you know a video surface of alex verdugo taking bp and uh, i guess he's still down in fort myers working out with the coaches and i think that's just good for the red sox you know when if they do uh end up opening their season i think it's great to have him out there and i think he can really contribute right off the bat so that's good to see
0: chris
1: yeah um i was gonna say two quick things one I think Alex Verdugo is one of the few players that is really benefiting from this extended time off versus starting the season on the IL and then having all of that scrutiny and having Mm. that fan and media backlash of him being hurt and not starting the year and everything else really allows him to try to get himself right. And it looks like that him and the team are trying to do the right things to get him back onto the field. You know, i would I would say to people, if you got twenty minutes, YouTube his opening press conference and at Fort Myers from a couple of months ago, and him just kind of talking about once you get through all of his off the field nonsense. but once once you he starts talking about the injury and and kind of like where he thinks it happened and playing on on turf for the first time with metal spikes, and thinking that you know, in the future it's gonna have to be with with soft spikes and kind of managing that workload and things like that. It, I think kind of paints a better picture versus people just saying, like, ah, oh, the kids constantly always hurt, and we get damaged goods. No, like, he talks about what happened. There was an oblique injury. Oh, and by the way, he tweaked his back because he was on, playing on turf for the first time in his career. And the Dodgers tried to do the right thing and kind of, like, co-manage the two injuries together and realized, hey, you know what? The oblique is getting better, but the back wasn't. So um, I think that he is benefiting the most right now. Um, for just this time off and, you know, allows him to potentially start the year with the Red Sox, not on the IL, but on the actual Red Sox, cracking the opening day lineup. I think that's a good thing for him. And I think it will begin to kind of get him into a better light with Red Sox fans, which give the kid a chance. I I mean, just give him an opportunity. Stop looking at the off field stuff. Look at what he's going to do on the diamond and see what happens. The other thing I wanted to touch upon really quickly is, Um, there's some things I see on Twitter. And one of the things I'm seeing right now, that's really, really cool is from mass live is Chris Cotillo is a beat writer for the Red Sox. And he's been raising money by selling memorabilia that he collected throughout the course of, you know, him as a kid and as a teenager and, um, just selling autographed cards and baseballs and getting people to donate a bunch of stuff. Um, and I think I might've touched upon this in the past, but I I just want to give another shout out to that because he's raised like 40 some odd thousand dollars. There are other people who have connected with the Red Sox podcast to be named later's Twitter, as well as the Mothership's main page and um, that are doing the same thing. Um, I just think it's really cool. I think, you know, that these are people that are trying to do something to make a difference. They're not capitalizing on something terrible. They're trying to be better about and and, and put money into areas for people who do need it. And I, I just thought it was a really cool thing. So if you're listening to the podcast, you know, check out the auctions that Chris Cotillo has. Um, if you like to collect memorabilia, I think he's, he's, he's done a bunch of really cool stuff. There's some other people that he's been retweeting and interacting with. Um, I, I just I think that's really, really cool. I think there needs to be more of that, you know, especially in the you know, and I, I know it's going to we just talked to this bill and like the times that we're in these unprecedented times. But all it kidding aside, like that's a times. really cool thing. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I could resist. Like, I think it's <laughs> I think it's just a really good thing that he you know, this is someone that doesn't have to do this but is doing it and it in the and it's going to something really, really positive. You know, food banks and, and things like that. And I just I don't know. I, I i really like those things. I have a lot of respect for for someone just, you know, using his platform for the right reason. Using his outreach and, and what in and, and his social media network for the right reasons, unlike other people on Twitter who don't do that. And I'll leave it at that.
0: Yeah, definitely shout out to Chris, and um, hopefully we can get him on a podcast one of these days, maybe, maybe once uh, yeah, things start happening again. I know you've interacted with him on Twitter, and uh, he said just to give him yeah, a, a I just, shout, so hopefully we can make that happen.
1: Yeah, hopefully. This is us to putting hoping... the
2: pressure on you, Chris. Yeah. Chris. Well, our Chris and the other Chris.
1: I was kind of thinking maybe get him when we start to get back to baseball. But, hey, maybe I'll reach out to him. We could talk about the uh, options he's doing. Who knows? We do a special podcast.
0: Sounds good. Give us something to talk about. Yeah, sounds great. All right, gentlemen. So uh, I'm going to wrap this up for now, but I want to just give a tease to our listeners is uh, we have another uh, feature that we were planning to do that now that we've uh, gone well over an hour once again, we're going to save for later – dropping later this week so be on the lookout for that it's a special feature uh, something a little bit different and um, i'm looking forward to talk about it i think it'll be a fun topic but i'm not going to tell you what it is right now you're going to have to wait all right so let me uh (laughs) let me plug our uh, social media that we were talking about and i wrote this down so i could get it right i finally smartened up after about 10 podcasts so our main website (laughs) where uh, all our articles are mostly written by chris www.bostonsportssyndicate.com uh, we've recently and by we I mean our fearless leader Michael uh, recently redid our website so it's got a totally new look to it looks
2: it looks so a lot good cleaner lot yeah, cleaner a lot, lot more links super clean. Yeah, he
0: did a really nice job so please check that out uh, check us out on Twitter and Instagram at boston sports that's boston sports s y n and uh, we're on Facebook, Boston Sports Syndicate. And we also have Red Sox podcast to be named later. Twitter page, which is at Red Sox underscore, uh, I'm sorry, at, see, I wrote it down and I still screwed it up. At Red Sox pod underscore BSS. Is that correct, Chris?
1: That is correct. And if you were watching Nesson the other night, people. Oh, yes. Our our Twitter handle was featured on the keith folk uh tim wakefield game five um uh, we interacted with uh with keith and he interacted back with the podcast and we showed up on the bottom of a i thought that was pretty cool so um yeah so give us a follow a lot of really cool stuff that we throw on there we try to obviously it's all red sox but it's not just red sox it's baseball and we try to keep it to the baseball fan and give it a different perspective and a different twist so
0: but even the mothership podcast got on there too i mean uh... Twitter page. Yes, on there too, double, right? They double dipped with
1: us. It did. It did. Both. Both were on there. So really, really cool to to see both of them on there. You know, just um, again, you know, it's uh, just getting the name out there. And just uh, it was really cool to see that. Really cool to see that.
0: All right, Matt, you just sent me a text. You're going to have to describe this to me because this, if this is what I think no. it is, it is hilarious
2: yeah so okay so everyone knows that well i mean not everyone knows but the kbo the korean baseball organization kicks off tomorrow uh with their opening day and is this so real? you know baseball fans this is this is 100 real this is real and we made a quick joke you know uh about this on our last episode but uh someone tweeted the uh <laughs> so they're 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 doing DFS right. So because people are clamoring for uh, betting in uh, daily fantasy sports right now, so they're going to open up for the KBO. And uh, so someone posted what their lineup is for DFS, and it is uh, filled with different Lees and different Kims. <laughs> And, you know, we're not trying to be me. We're not trying to be insensitive to another culture, but it is what it is. And, uh, yeah, so uh, someone posted all the different pitchers and different outfielders and such that they're going to be playing in DFS, and uh, they all have the same last name.
1: I don't see one Kim in my text <laughs> message.
2: No, I'm sorry. I didn't send both of them to you. I just sent part one. Let me send part two, and, I, and you'll know.
0: So Park is playing, but Lee and Kim are DFA.
2: No, there's going to be a lot of Lees and a oh. lot of Kims from what I saw uh, on everyone's text. But, I, you know, I'm not gonna, I am not gonna—I don't know if I'll be able to find it before no, that, the end of this podcast, okay. but you could take my word for it.
0: I'll take your word for it. All right, guys, uh, this was a lot of fun. Look forward to doing our special feature real soon. So for everyone who is still listening, even though we've gone off the rails a few times, I want to thank you all for listening, and we will catch you later.
2: Take it easy, everybody. Oh. Peace. Boston Sports Syndicate.
0: Music for the Boston Sports Syndicate provided by IAMCDM and Jay Kelly.